The church from her foundation has experienced periods of discomfort, tribulation, suffering, and persecution. This is the problem we see here in Acts chapter 12. The Bible says Herod stretched forth his hand to make certain that the church knew he was not after everybody in the church, but only some people in particular. While Herod was set to destroy the church, God was stretching forth his hand to work it out for the church's good. Yeah, yeah, he, he, was, he was making sure that his son would be glorified. So our Bible says, Sam, that he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to apprehend and arrest our preacher bride, Peter. He intended to put him to death. He was not after everybody in the church, but he sought to get the leadership of the church. Satan never starts at the bottom. He always starts trying to destroy the church from the top. He works his way from the top to the bottom. Here it is, Herod kills James. He apprehends and arrests Peter, intending to put him there. Watch this church. God allowed Herod to kill James, but God kept him from harming Peter. It was the throne in heaven that was in control, not the throne on earth. The Bible tells us that Peter is on death row because he's waiting to be killed. Malik, I have a late understanding. What is death row? Death row is a prison block or a sex for prisoners that have been sentenced to death. Here there's the night before he is supposed to be executed. The church weighs their options. They realize they don't have any money to post his bail. They realize they don't have any money to hire Uncle Leon Hayden to represent him in court. They realize that Herod isn't going to change his mind. They realize that all they can do is pray. Every now and then, God shifts the direction of our lives and brings us to a point where we can't do nothing but get on our knees and pray. Uncle Dre, if the church just pray, miracles can happen. You ever been there, found yourself in a situation where you've got money, got a little funny? You ever been there, been in school, and didn't know how you're going to pay for it, but God worked that out. You ever been there, didn't like the folk on your job, but God moved them around and moved you around. Your money was doing you no good. Your resources were doing you no good. Your degrees were doing you no good. Your influence was doing you no good. Your intellect was doing you no good. Your church involvement was no good. All you could do was just pray. Davis, they needed a place to pray, and Mary says, come on over to my house. But watch this, the church is now praying, and they tell that they begin to pray down here, God begins to move up there. An angel from the Lord appears, and Peter said, he didn't walk in, but he just appeared. That's just the way good God does things. You don't always see him come, but sometimes he just shows up. And then that angel shakes Peter, he wakes him up from his sleep, he tells him to get up. And his chains fall off. He says to Peter, put your clothes on, man. Put your shoes on. Let's ride. Follow me. And Peter walks out of that jail cell. He walks past those 16 guards. And he gets to the iron gate. And the Bible says that when he got to the gate, it opened by itself. Yeah, Peter walks out of prison. He walks the street of free man. And the next time we hear from Peter, he's knocking at the door at Mary's house. The church inside is praying because Herod had already killed one person. But here he is. He has apprehended Peter, and our Bible suggests to us that he's on death row. Listen, they don't have money to post bail. They don't have an attorney to seek his or her services. There's no chance Herod is going to change his mind, so all they can do is pray. They're, they're praying, and there's a knock at the door. The Bible says in verse 13 that there's a servant girl by the name of Rose. She answered the door, and the Bible says that when she heard Peter's voice, she got excited, so much so that she forgot to open the door. She ran and told him, it's Peter at the door. She kept telling him, it's Peter, it's Peter knocking at the door. Verse 15 says in our book that they told basically in our terms, Rhoda, you tripping. Rhoda, you out of your mind. It must be his angel. The Bible says that Peter kept on knocking. 
And when they opened that door, they saw him and they were astonished. It's good news to know that no matter how difficult the trials and tribulations may be, no matter how disappointed the news, God is still on the throne and everything is under his control. That's it. That's the story. That's how and let's walk. Which brings me to my first point. God shows up in our deserted place. Peter in this text is in a very cold and dark cell. He's chained. He's in a dark place, but suddenly, without grand interest, the angel appears. It's no secret God and his plan for our lives at times will lead us to some dark and bleak valleys of our life. There ought to be some real Christians in here who can testify. Life has its dark places. Ever since I've been saved, I've seen some more of its dark places. But if, it's all, if all is well in your house, like my grandma would say, just keep on living, baby. Life has its dark places. If you haven't come to your dark place yet, just keep on living because life has its dark place. I know I'm not the only one who can testify. There's some people in here today, you put on some of your best tennis cleans, your car, put on your makeup, put your cologne on, shine your good shoes, put a smile on your face, made it to the way of the house of Lord, but you still got something really good on the inside. It looks good on the outside, but the people only knew what you were dealing with. Life has its dark places. Every morning, but I got good news. But in that dark place, God will show up. The Bible says in verse 7 that the angel appeared in that dark place. But not only did the angel appear, it said the light appeared. The Bible says, verse 7 says, and the light shined in the prison. Has God ever shined a light in your dark world? Late in the midnight hour, has God ever turned it around? Peter has a dark place. He's on death row. He has an execution set to take place in the morning. But the angel shows up while he's on death row. Uncle Randy, how do you sleep while you're on death row? Keep in mind, they have no money to bail him out. They have no lawyer to retain to take to a pillar court. He's sleeping knowing he is set to die the next morning. Peter had been a prisoner twice before, but that's not why he slept haunted. This situation was different from the other two times. This time he was alone and the different deliverance did not come right away. The other two times he was able to witness, this time he had no one to witness to. Peter was able to be at ease because believers were praying for him. Prayer has a way of reminding us of the promise of God's word. Now, the Bible says, I will lay me down in peace and sleep for thy Lord only makes me to dwell in safety. Or it says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. I am the Lord thy God. Be not dismayed. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will hope. I will help thee. I will hold thee with thy right hand in righteousness. But watch this. The main cause of his peace is because the knowledge that Herod could not kill him. Jesus promised Peter that he would live to be an old man and in his life, life crucified on a Roman cross. If you don't believe me, take a look at John 21, verses 18 and 19. Peter is literally resting on God's promise. He committed his entire situation to the Lord, and God gave him peace and rest. That's like me, God, I don't know how. I don't know when. But anyway, you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. The angel showed up, and he had to shake him to wake him up and lift him up, and you on this, you ask this question, how do you sleep like this on death row? I heard one of the old school preachers say, Peter had a faith file. I came by to tell you, when you have a faith file, you can sleep in the midst of it all. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one that trusts in him. You can sleep in the midst of all the rumors. You can sleep in the midst of the financial hardship. You can sleep in the midst of marriage issues. You can sleep in the midst of world chaos. You can sleep in the midst of car troubles. You can sleep in the midst of family trouble. You can sleep in the midst of school trouble. You can sleep in the midst of chaos. When you got a faith by a God's peace hit just a little differently. I come here by a woman by the name of Vivian Wells. She recently, she turned 90 years old in March. March 4th, by the age of 36, she had already had three heart attacks. 
She stayed in ICU for 30 plus days. She's buried her parents, she's buried her siblings. She's buried one of her 10 children. She's buried multiple immediate family members. I asked my grandma, Vivian, how do you sleep at night? I believe our pastor's mind. She said, baby, because look what God has done. And I take a look back over all these problems because my grandma has a faith now. Lee, how do you sleep at night? You graduate college in four years. Go back and get a second degree. Apply for job after job. But keep getting rejection. They had no money coming. How do you sleep at night? Because God has kept me. Growing up in the church, I heard those saints say, he's a doctor in the sick room. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. He's bread in starving land. He's sheltered in the time of storm. He's bridge over trouble while he's a wheel in the middle of the way. He's an ax in the middle of battle. I heard my grandma say that, but it wasn't until I got broke and found out he was money in my pocket. It wasn't until I got sick and found out he's a doctor in the sick room. It wasn't until trouble came out when I found out he's a lawyer in the courtroom. I need somebody to help me testify. I thank God for showing up in my life. I've tried it for myself. I know every need. I need he's able to supply. Thinking Glenn, Peter knows what Herod told him, but he also knows the God he serves. Rather than pacing the floor, huffing and puffing, screaming and cussing about what Herod says, I'm going to rest over Jesus. When you learn to trust God and take him at his word, you can rest peacefully. Peter had Acts chapter 5 remind him that this wasn't his first time being in jail. He was in jail in Acts chapter 5 for God delivered him now. He not only has God's word, but he also what he's seen, he has what God, he's seen God do. Peter realized that he's the same God right now that he was back then. And if God could deliver him from the hand of the adversary, then he can do it again. When you have God's word, you can sleep. When you have God's word, you can be at rest. No matter how fickle and funny acting your friends may be, no matter what you got to face in the morning on your job or in the classroom, no matter what you got to face at the doctor's office, when you have God's word, yeah, you can sleep peacefully. This brings me to my second point. God never leaves us like he finds us. The angel wakes him up. The Bible said in verse 7 that he smote him. Now for my generation, that means he punched him in the side. He hit him. Get up. He told him to get up and his chains fell from his hands. But how did the chains fall without awakening the guards that he was attached to? That answer is still beyond me. But here's what I do know. If you pray for peace, everything holding you in bondage will soon not happen no more. Because you have now told your problem I be your God. Uh, verse 8, the angel said to him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. Peter, put your clothes on and follow me. This is the picture painted perfectly of God's marvelous help to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. But watch this. This is also the picture of God showing us he would not do for us what we can do for ourselves. God often joins the miraculous with the ordinary just to encourage us. Peter couldn't take the chains off. The angel did that. But Peter could put his clothes and his shoes on. Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes, but then he commanded his disciples to gather up the leftovers. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, then he told her parents to give us something to eat. Even in miracles, God is always practical. God alone can do the extraordinary, but it's us as his people who must do the ordinary. And then Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but the men had to roll the stone one away. That same major that took Jesus' chain, Peter's chains off could have told him to put his shoes on his feet. But he told Peter to do it. God never placed a miracle. Some of us are waiting on God to do some things around our life that we can move ourselves. Some of us are waiting on God to move some things around our life that we can move and move ourselves. He tells him, put your clothes on, man. Remember, let's go. God never leaves us like he finds us. When God found you, you had a bow down here. 
but he lived with joy. He found me confused, but he gave me peace. He found some of us sad, but he gave us joy. The word says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. God does not leave us like he finds us. As I'm heading to my seat, touch me to my third and final point. God won't leave you where he found you. At the end of verse 8, the angel says, follow me. Junior, all of a sudden, that trouble that was now in front of Peter is now in the past. And sure, the Bible doesn't say that they opened the door, but we now know that it's behind them. We serve a God who doesn't need a key to open or close the door. I need someone who can testify. One of the reasons you see me great commission this morning is God has been a strong tower. God has been mighty in battle. God has been your deliverer. Your Lord, they walk past these 16 guards and they get to this iron gate. Studying this text, find out every morning and evening it takes 20 men to open and close this gate. But when they got to this gate, it opened on the gate. It opened. I don't know, but here's what I do know. If you pray, you can open doors and close them in their If you pray, he'll make a way out of nowhere. If you pray, he will bring you out. And Peter walks out on the street of free man. He's an exonerated prisoner. The Bible says in verse 10, the angel departed. That's it. The angel starts, he gets us on our way, then he departed. The angel simply leaves because assignment is, his assignment is done. When Peter needed mystical help, mystical power was available to him. When the need left, the angel left. The Bible then says that Peter came to himself in verse 11 and said, when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of surety that the Lord has sent this angel and had delivered me out of the hand of hell and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Wherever these and Peter thought he was dreaming. Peter thought it was too good to be true. Has God ever blessed you like that? Yeah, I know he has because he's a merciful God. God has more mercy than I have less. I know God has blessed me because of and not in spite of. The Bible says when he considered all that had transpired, Herod killed James and Peter was thrown in jail. He was only there for the Lord sent an angel in the me. The next time we ever hear from Peter is in this text when he's knocking at the door at Mary's house. I believe the angel said, the angel said, Peter, you're a free man now. Go back to your church. They're praying at Mary's house. But the churches end up praying because all, after all, Herod had already killed James. He's already apprehended and arrested Peter. The facts are that Peter was on death row. And suddenly there's a knock at the door. And they look around to see who they can send to the door. There's a servant girl by the name of Rhoda. If this household is anything like an African-American household, they tell her, don't just open the door, find out who it is. And the Bible said that when she got to the door, she heard Peter's voice. She got so happy, she forgot to open the door. She ran back in the room and said, prayer meeting can be a zone. We can stop praying because somebody said, Rhoda lost her mind. But my Bible says she kept on telling them it's Peter at the door. But here's the plot twist. Peter Rhoda isn't wrong. The reason she isn't wrong is because we serve a God who delivers. We serve a God who heals and answers prayers. I thank God for through it all. Peter kept on knocking at the door. Sometimes that's how it is for us. While we're down on our knees praying the angel and the answer's already at the door. We have to be honest in our most prayer, burden, prayer situation. There's sometimes some doubt and unbelief. But if we can be honest, we're like the Father who cried in Jesus, Mark, Mark 9 and 24, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. They prayed day and night for people to be free. But when the answer was at the door, they refused to believe it. God graciously honors even the weakest faith. How much more could he do if we would just trust him? The Bible says that when Peter got in the room, they were all astonished. 
I believe when Peter got in the room, it went from a house of prayer to a house of praise. Because when the Lord answers your prayers, you ought to praise his name. You gotta trust him when you don't have all the money that you need. You gotta trust him when nighttime falls over our lives. When the tears cascade down our cheeks. When family members die that we didn't want to die, we pray not to die, die anyway. We gotta trust him. We gotta trust him in the season that don't make sense. We gotta trust him when people are difficult, fake, and duplicit. We gotta trust him when the question is not able to be answered. And my question this morning on the way to my seat is, do you trust him? Do you know that God will deliver you? Do you know it won't always be like this? Because if I want you to know, I don't want to know if you can trust God on the mountaintop. I don't want to know if you can trust God when you have a few commas in your bank account. I don't want to know if you can trust God when you like who you marry. I don't want to know if you can trust God when the temperature goes up. But when the hell is on your track, when your money gets funny, when your strings gets changed, when your dollars want to holler, when your quarters won't get in order, when your liquors are acting fickle, have you ever had to lean on God in a trust situation? Have you ever had to lean on God when enemies all around? Have you ever had to lean on God with drama all around? Have you ever had to lean on God with mess at the job? Have you ever had to lean on God with drama at the church? No matter what I go through, I'm going to keep on trusting. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on believing. Because I've had some good days. I've had some bad days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. And some showing up sleepless nights. But when I, when I look around, oh, excel my good days. I'll wait my bad days so I won't complain. Be not dismayed, whatever be tight. Because God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. There's not a friend like a lonely Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. None else can heal all our soul diseases. No, not one. No, not one. No friend like him is so high and holy. No, not one. No, not one. And yet no friend is so meek and lowly. No, not one. But here's my favorite verse. There's not an hour that he's not near us. No, not one. God's been good to me. Uh, when the Lord has made a way, you ought to praise his name. When the, the Lord has opened the door, you ought to praise his name. When, when the Lord has dried your tears, you ought to praise his name. When the Lord has calmed your fears, you ought to praise his name. Because he won't always be like this. The Lord sent his son to a skull-shaped hill, and you ought to praise his name because Jesus went up to Calvary's hill. He hung there three days, and he stayed there all day Friday. He stayed there all day Saturday. But right early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my steps away. Rising he justified, freed me forever. And one day, and one day, church be encouraged. It won't always be like this. Because God is able to do just what he said he would do. <coughs> 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 <coughs>